All right, guys and gals, welcome back to another week of the Football Lab Pod. As usual, I'm your host, Corey, joined as always by Jared. Frank is not here, so we are running the ship. Um, week seven in the books, chaos continues. Yep, it's another wild and insane college football year, or weekend, but this year is, <laughs> this year's wild. It just gets crazier every week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's unbelievable. Uh, seven more ranked teams went down. Uh, five of those were unranked. Yep. Um, including what? One top 10 team. The number two team. The number two team. Uh, lost to unranked Purdue. Purdue. Uh, <laughs> Georgia beat the number 10 team. Or 11. Uh, 10 or yeah, 11. 11. Okay. Florida lost. To unranked LSU. BYU lost to unranked Baylor. Uh, Arkansas lost to Auburn, who was unranked. And Arizona State. Lost to Utah, who's unranked. Yep. And uh, is that where Charlie Brewer went? Was Utah or is that Utah State? He has retired from football. But he, okay. did, go to, he did go to Utah, but he retired. Okay. Um, so that, that makes 47 on the year, uh, including 25 uh, ranked teams losing to unranked teams, which is incredible. Um, this year makes zero sense. And once again, similar to last week, we were, you know, Michigan State, Ole Miss, Oregon, San Diego all squeak out. Um, so, I mean, well, I guess the Ole Miss, no, who did Ole Miss play this week? Ole Miss played Tennessee. That's right. Ole Miss played Tennessee. I was thinking last week they played Arkansas. Yeah, so four more ranked teams could have lost on ranked teams. So, last year was a shoe. This year is a mustard bottle. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be one iconic thrown item from each season going forward. Yep. Okay, so uh, my headline of the week is UConn beats Yale as a three-point underdog. Proud of proud of the Huskies. You know what? I, I can't help but like want to root for UConn because I mean, their coach folded it in what week one, week two, uh, week three, I believe, because they played week zero. Oh, that's right. Um, so they folded in, and they really have nothing to play for and yeah, these guys are still they're giving it their best shot man you got to give them credit yep um so good on UConn uh as we alluded to you know Nalem for anyone who didn't watch the Ole Miss Tennessee game uh it was a wild scene with about five minutes left to go in the game uh Ole Miss is standing all the, the entire Ole Miss sideline standing in the middle of the field because they're getting stuff thrown at them yeah I uh I listened to the late uh kick podcast with Josh Pay as I do every Monday and uh, he went to that game. He he was there, and he was talking about just standing in the middle of Tennessee's field, <laughs> just watching the chaos ensue. And um, he, he got a little bit of video footage for it, and there's just water bottles and trash everywhere on the Ole Miss sidelines. <laughs> it's wild. Do you see uh, Lane's one-handed snack? I did. Like, That's what a boss good. move. That's pretty Sna- good. <laughs> on the way out, snags an incoming water bottle. <laughs> Holds it up and then tosses his visor. And apparently, he brought the uh, golf ball to his press conference today. He's <laughs> yeah. never going to, that golf ball is going to sit on his desk for the rest of his life. Dude, he is just like a WWE <laughs> villain. He's a heel, dude. He's, an, he's a classic heel. Yeah. He leans he, into it. He loves it. He loves it. Yeah. Um, so, something that just broke probably like an hour ago, I think, is today, apparently, for the state of Washington, was the last day for government employees to get vaccinated or they would get terminated. Well, Washington State head coach Nick Rolovich had not gotten vaccinated, so he got fired today as a state employee. Yeah, and, I mean, it's not exactly like Washington State head coach Nick Rolovich was, you know, doing anything to keep that job secure anyway. I mean, they're like 500 this year, I think. They're not doing terrible. Yeah, but they haven't really been good at all since Leach left. They've been okay. I mean, what are the, realistically, what are the expectations at Washington State? I mean. Don't win a game. <laughs> Just win like two, win the games you're supposed to win, the three rental wins. Give and it then your just best. whatever. Whatever else you do is just land yet. Give it, give it your best to be bowl eligible. But yeah, if you don't, sure. whatever. <laughs> if you don't get there, not a big deal. No, no problems. But you're not vaccinated, so hit the road. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is going to be something that's going to become, I don't know, more common overall. But definitely stuff you're seeing out there in the real world, too. Uh, they just beat Stanford this past week. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. Uh, so the big story that broke yesterday, um, and 
story that's close to home for me is Ed Orgeron and LSU announced that he will not be the head coach in 2022. Um, is a, I think there's a good way for LSU and or, or Ed Orgeron to handle it. It's no secret that he wasn't going to be there next year, but they got it out of the way. Um, you know, they explained how it's going to work, and we can just all kind of move on after the season. Yeah, I I, uh, I was actually surprised that it came to such a consensual parting. Uh, well, I, I mean, think I mean Ed obviously loves LSU, um, and I mean, you know, hopefully Ed's got some guilt for all the crap that's come out since then, and has made him look as bad as we all thought, actually worse than we thought it was. Um, so it's the best case scenario for all parties involved. Ed, Ed gets his money. LSU gets a clean breakup. Um, he's still going to do like media events and stuff. I think. Uh, I mean, the payout is like a five-year payout and or no, four-year payout and stop to twenty twenty-five. Yeah, I, I mean, considering the situation, I mean, and me and you have talked about this off, you know, off the podcast that he d- hasn't ran the program into the ground. You've got a great AD. You've got you've got great players. You've had solid recruiting classes. I mean, obviously you're going to suffer some decommits or maybe some transfers, but you still as a whole got a lot of talent. So whoever comes in is going to have a pretty good situation to bounce back quickly. from. Right. Uh, we already had a wide receiver in the transport portal and we already had a wide receiver decommit. Yeah. Uh, just I, today. I saw that today. <laughs> uh, I mean, gonna happen. The, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, he didn't drive us and drag us into a hole, but I mean, it's, it was getting close. Um, well, the reports it, have come out are just insane. Yeah, dude, I've read some of them. It is some wild stuff. I mean, and not in the sense of like salacious so much. Some of it is. It's just bad decision making. Yeah, a lot of it is stuff like when you see the decisions that are made, like honestly, and I'm not trying to be a dick towards you or LSU or Ed or anybody. It's just facts. It seems like shit that like a 20-year-old college student. Would it was do. like we had me in my frat days running LSU football. No doubt. That's what it looked like. I mean, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. I mean, I didn't know you and your Fred days, but it wasn't just, far off. From the outside looking in, there was just a lot of stuff that he was doing. I was like, man, what are you thinking? Like, that's that is just, just some, that's some young man shit right there. And when you're doing, getting paid like $9 million a year, you can't you, do stuff like that, man. No, you no. You can't do that. I mean, and if you want a playbook for how to win a national championship and then get fired as quickly as possible, I mean, Gene Chizik and Ed Odron. Well, and that's the thing. Gene Chizik was primarily just a strictly on the field performance with Ed. Like you can almost say the on field stuff, maybe be like 30% of what the actual like reason they're getting rid of them. Oh, well, have you seen the, uh, the comparison between Dan Mullen and Ed Odron since being hired as head or well, I guess in the same three year span, Oh, no. Uh, well, oh, well, it's probably pretty similar. No, no, no. Dan Mullen is far, far worse. There's he, no way. He has not beaten a top 25 team with the exception of Georgia last year. Well, if you throw out 2019, I mean, that stats are not great. Well, I mean, he's got he – No, has, they're just talking he, from the point he that – He's got some ranked wins, actually. They're, t- <laughs> they're talking about 2019, 2020, and up yeah. to today in 2021. And we'll get to – I've got a whole thing about Dan Mullen later. Yeah. Well, it's but, funny because LSU, since the national championship of 2019, you can really only say he's played like three good games of football. Two of them have been against, uh, been against Florida. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I wish I'd have saved it, um, but it was a pretty wild stat. It was just basically saying like, how, you know, obviously Ed's situation is about his off-the-field issues because, I mean, yeah, the fan base would still be upset. But in comparison, like, I, I just can't believe the Florida people. I mean, I know that, like, who are you going to hire? That's an obvious thing that comes up. But his performance on the field seems, I mean, it's, it seems like he wanted to go to the NFL, thought right. he was going to get an opportunity. Out. It yep. did not work out. And he checked out last year, and he has not been able to really check back in. I, I mean, think he gets the, okay, fire your defensive coordinator, let's give this another year uh, type deal. I don't think he gets fired this year. But, yeah. I mean, they got to get rid of Grantham. He was yeah, good at Mississippi State, but he sucks at Florida. But, I mean, and the only reason we're talking about both of these simultaneously is, like, literally LSU just announces that they're going to part ways with Ed Odron. They're going to let him coach the rest of the season. 
after LSU beat after Florida. Well, I mean, the deal was in the works after the Kentucky game. And, and Apparently, after the UCLA game, he yelled at all the players, they can come fire me if they want. Well, turns out, Ed, you got what yeah. you wish for. I mean, he, he probably knew the writing was on the wall even prior to the UCLA game. UCLA I think, game. well, I, I'm pretty sure they told him, hey, hey you got to win this many games to save your job as head coach. And when he lost UCLA games, like, yep, probably not winning this many games. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, and it's and it's pretty obvious that uh, a lot's gone wrong there. And that is why we're talking about Florida as well, because it seems like as much has gone wrong at LSU, y'all still have capable athletes that can win games. And I don't know what's going on because there's none of this supposed controversy at Florida, and they're just like going off the rails completely. I, I would have never projected them to be, what are they, four and three now? Dude, I said it when the season started. I thought that while well, I thought they were going to finish below um, Missouri, but it looks like they may finish below Tennessee. Have they played Tennessee yet? No. Yeah, no. They may lose. Oh no, 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 no. They have. They beat okay. Tennessee thirty-eight that's right, that's right. to twenty-four yeah. or something like that. Um, but, but my thing is, it's just like <laughs> I would have predicted Florida being certainly the second best at the very least in the SEC, if not undefeated, up into the Florida Georgia game and. Yeah. And I mean, when I say undefeated, one loss because they had to play Bama. I did not think they'd win that game. But no. Uh, shoot, it seems like a year ago that they played Bama close. I believe forgot about that. Uh, all right. So the current uh, odds on favors to replace uh, Ed. Well, actually, so I got another update this afternoon. Mel Tucker is apparently the leader now. Um, oh, really? Yeah. The betting favorite. So the 12 to 1 odds jumped up past Kiffin? Yeah. So it's Kiffin, uh, uh, Fickle. Billy Napier, Jimbo, Jimbo. I believe Jimbo when he says he's not coming here. I think that ship has sailed. Um, the Stoops brothers, I don't see Mark coming out of retirement. Mark, no, Mark's the one at Kentucky. I don't think yep, Bob. I don't see Mark coming here. I don't see Bob coming out of retirement. Uh, James Franklin, who I think at the end of the day ends up at USC. Uh, Joe Brady, which is just stupid. I don't know why. They, <laughs> I get it, but it doesn't make sense. Um, and then Dave Aranda and Urban Meyer and John Gruden. I'll have betting odds. Gruden and Meyer are not going to happen. You can just pull those off. Yeah, yeah. The, to me, having even Urban and Gruden on there is stupid for multiple reasons. It's the the issue, the off the field issues with Ed automatically eliminates to me any coach with off the field issues. That's why I really don't understand. Right. I mean, Kiffin maybe because well, Kiffin's never gotten like in trouble never, in trouble. Yeah, he's never gotten like cancel culture in trouble. Right. Kiffin's just. I mean, <laughs> if it was down to like Kiffin or. Mel Tucker, I'd take Kiffin. Yeah. I mean, I understand Kiffin's appeal. I mean, he's an offensive genius, obviously. But your offense will always be good. And at LSU, you can get the talent to have a passable defense that can win, like, won't lose you games. Yeah, that is one thing. Like, that, that y'all always seem to have a pretty solid defensive line. And, I mean, up until the injury, I mean, whether it's real or not, I mean, obviously the guys are hurt and going to have the surgery. Yeah, I think the defensive line injuries are legit. Yeah, well, up until that happened, y'all had probably one of the top five defensive lines in the country. Right. Um, it'll be interesting. I think I don't really listen to – I don't really read the list and everything else right now because if there's one thing Scott Woodward does a very good job of, it's keeping everything pretty quiet until he's the deal's already in place. Um, so I don't, I don't expect to hear anything about this anytime soon. But that's where we're at right now. Yeah. I mean, and obviously – there's going to be people that are <laughs> using the LSU job and the USC job. There's going to be a lot of leveraging going on. So this- right, I think Franklin really wants to be at USC, and then I'd be interested to see if Fickle takes Penn State after that. Um, so yeah. that might knock out two of them right if, there. If you had to pick the most likely candidate in your mind today, like not who you want, but who you think will actually get the job, who do you think it is? I don't think it's Jimbo. I don't think it's Napier. I don't think it's uh, I'm not gonna roll out pickle. I don't think it's Bill O'Brien. I don't think it's either Stoops. I, mm, I don't think it's Joe Brady. So I'm saying Dave Aranda, Mel Tucker, James Franklin, Luke Pickle. Yeah, as realistic candidates. Yeah, I agree with that. I was gonna I say throw Lane Kiffin in there too. I think Kiffin will get a call. Yeah, and Kiffin being Kiffin, he'll entertain that all day long because. I mean, Ole Miss is a great head coaching job. He gave a very non-committal answer when he was asked about it today. Yeah, well, I mean, Ole Miss is a job. If you had to pick 
Oh, I mean, for sure. To me, there, the LSU there are, four, there are four jobs in the SEC that you want, like without question. And it's Bama, LSU, and it's Georgia, Florida. Yeah, I agree. Like that's if I had if there were an opening, that's you can you, you can probably lump it. in Texas A and M just because they hand out ridiculous amounts of money. Well, they got a lot of cash to spend. They got a lot of. I mean, oil prices keep going up, baby. <laughs> All right, uh, on this week's edition of Jared is happy and Corey is a glass case of emotions. <laughs> so yeah, Georgia is three ranked teams down, and now we got a bye week. Uh, we were facing a ranked Gators team, but they uh, thanks to LSU. Uh, they are now unranked, and uh, so Georgia. It, it looks like we're going to have two weeks to finally get healthy, maybe get a lot of offensive players back. Uh, the Kentucky game this week was more than I could have wished for. My wish was Georgia to win at any cost, besides injury, just win, get out of there, and get healthy. Georgia's defense was lights out. Um, you could tell. I think the team as a as a whole is just tired. Played a lot of good football teams, a lot of, I think it's a lot of physical football teams. Um, there were some mental errors at the end. Uh, special teams was kind of garbage all day. Just, just mental errors to me. That seems like just a long seven weeks of tough, tough games, finally getting to everybody. But with that being said, it was a clunky win, but it was still a dominant win. So I'm not complaining in any way, shape or form because nobody got hurt. We won. Um, Brock Bowers is a freshman tight end and he is about to break any single season record for any tight end ever at Georgia in his first seven games. Now, Georgia is not known as like tight end you. We've had several good tight ends come out over the years. Um, but the most TDs that any, um, any tight ends ever had in a season was six receiving TDs and he tied that, uh, at the Kentucky game seven games in. Uh, so he is he is going to be really special at Georgia. Um, I, I kind of lumped everything I had in my notes into that little deal. I don't have a whole lot to say other than Georgia just needs to, to get rested, get healthy. Uh, we've got Florida for the world's largest outdoor cocktail party, and then we got Mizzou, who is god-awful. And then we got Tennessee, who is much better than people think. Uh, then we got Charleston Southern and then Tech. So I think the second half of this season, season, I mean, still focus week to week. Um, I, I think, you know, really just bring the hate for the Gators and beat the shit out of them. I hate the Florida Gators so much. Um, but other than that, stay focused, get healthy, win out. This, this Georgia team looks really special, and if the healthier they get, that the better that offense is going to be. The defense is elite. I uh, I have thoroughly enjoyed watching it, and um, I, I really look forward to having some time off and then getting back to it. Uh, can't wait to see him in a couple weeks. So uh, if you've got anything for, for me, Corey, you go ahead. Otherwise, tell me about your glass case of emotions. Uh, How does it make you feel? Uh, that uh, Mark Stoops called a timeout with one second left so he could score. You know, uh, to a, cover lot of, the spread. a lot of people got bent out of shape about it. But honestly, like, uh, if Georgia was in the exact situation, I would want Kirby to do that. A lot of people call that shitty. Um, I think, I, I think, I think you. Stupid. It is stupid because of the situation they're in. Um, you like, can I argue, get it, but it's it's dumb. It, well, he got players hurt doing it, but at the same time, like you know, good on him for playing hard. I, I yeah, kind of respect it, it in a way. Play like, to the whistle, he, man. Yeah, play till the end of the game. I kind of old school respect that. Um, so I mean, I have mixed feelings about it, but honestly, it didn't bother me. You know, does it? it what bothered me more is George actually gave the touchdown up. Um, <laughs> Of but, course. <laughs> but I mean, that's nitpicking. Honestly, I was just glad the game ended. Nobody got hurt on our side of the ball. It's fine. Whatever. Move past it. We'll hang 50 on Mark Stoops next year. <laughs> no doubt. All right. Uh, so, yeah, after a week of uh, a week ago where I was just, I emotionally watched us get our T kicked down our throat by Kentucky, uh, the Florida game, 
Always delivers, man. Florida game always delivers. Uh, <laughs> I'm about to read you an entirely true statement. Uh, down 10-plus scholarship players, including half of the starting defense and two of the top three wide receivers, with a head coach in the middle of negotiating his buyout terms, LSU beat Florida by running the ball for almost more yards in one game than they had for the entire season. Uh, thank you, Florida. Whenever you know, whenever we're down in the dumps, we can really count on y'all to give us false sense of hope again. It's great. Can I? Um, I'm going to interrupt you real quick for one second, just because of that last statement. Do you know um, your running back broke Herschel Walker's record during that game? Most, most rushing yards a Florida defense has ever given up in history. Yep, I mean uh, to the I team with the 127th ranked run, running offense. And I'm not saying that as a as a Georgia homer. It's just Herschel Walker was a special, special dude, and yeah, that was an amazing great- performance <laughs> by y'all's running back. Uh, so yeah, props to TDP. Uh, I called him out earlier in the year. I thought maybe he wasn't the best choice to be our starter running back. Proves that the issues in the running game are not his fault. Uh, we just had to figure out how to run the ball. Um, the team looked relieved, so it kind of makes you wonder how much they know about Ed uh, possibly being on his way out. Um, the injuries on defense, man, they showed up. I mean, we've got guys out there that shouldn't. We got transfers from Nickel State and places like that playing because you know all of our all of our defensive backs are hurt as always. Um, and this is just a note for any Florida fans: Dan Mullen just needs to go ahead and make Richardson their starter. He is by far the best QB. We've been saying it all year. He proved it again on Saturday. And, and to add to that last part, uh, I do have a question for you, but to add to that part, apparently he came out and said that Emory Jones will be his starter at the, at the Georgia game, which I find <sighs> baffling. That's a, it's the stupidest thing in the world. I mean. I mean, just accept it. That You gave him number 15 for a reason. Just play him already. <laughs> so with all that being said, I mean, um, I, I know this year has just been – I know it's got to make you sad inside just, just the way everything's went because Ed is kind of one of those, like you kind of picture him as being the perfect coach for LSU. He's, he's obviously when you make a fictional up. movie about LSU, Ed Orgeron is the guy you pick as head coach. Yeah. Like when they made the water boy, right. the coach on the other side, if it were LSU, but would be Ed, <laughs> he wasn't, he wasn't a head coach. But with that said, like like you did say, like with this just kind of getting announced, do you think the, the the players did like the young guys? Like they just felt like, what do we what do we have to lose? I feel uh, yeah, I actually feel better for like the juniors, and seniors, the ones that were there for 2019 and saw how things were supposed to go, and then watch Ed slowly lose control of the program to the point where it was just a laughing stock. Um, I feel I feel better for those guys because I feel like I feel like they do have a huge weight lifted off their shoulders. Yeah, and that is super unfortunate for those older guys that got to experience success young, probably when they weren't playing. Yep. And now when they get a chance to play, it's just nothing like they thought it would be. It's not the same culture. It's not the same team. It's not the same program. It's crazy how it can just completely one eighty like that in two years or a year and a half. Yeah, I, I being being friends with you and going to LSU games and seeing what y'all were like when Kirby first was really getting Georgia going, it makes me just very much appreciate the situation I'm in instead of thinking about the constant just coming up short. I mean, that's yeah. been Georgia's deal for 20 years, just, I mean, even longer, but really the past 20 years to be very good, but just not good enough. And it's... I mean, I hate it for you, but it does seem like y'all, with the way everything's playing out, it seems like it's really setting up a good future for y'all. Right. I think at the end of the day, I think no matter who they hire a coach, well, to an extent, I think they'll have a, like a better grasp of actually being a head coach than Ed did. And like, I mean, I don't think the, it's going to be hard for somebody to match the type of motivator that Ed is, but as far as just like, the detail-oriented stuff, like, they got to get that under control. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I, I think one of the key things you did say, you got a ton of young guys playing. I mean, that's going to bode well for you very soon. It's every year, though. I mean, think about it, last year. We were talking about Eli Rex, who's a true freshman. and Yeah. I mean, it's well, every year with LSU. I mean, it seems like we've kind of been in the same boat, too, for the past three or four seasons especially. I mean, we've got a freshman – starting somewhere crucial every single year, whether it's right. QB or wide receivers 
or DBs, or this year where it's both wide receivers and DBs. <laughs> so, I mean, we're starting a lot of freshmen this year. So I totally get that part of it. But I will say, like, we started uh, Jalen Carter more or less last year. He rotated in heavily, and it he looks like he's ready to go to the NFL today. So those freshman guys getting reps young, especially in a big game like against Florida, despite what Florida's doing, I mean, there's, there's still some big old boys down there. So yeah. you still got to hit them the same. Yeah. So y'all are gonna y'all are going to be fine. It's just going to take some time. Yeah, it's going to be interesting uh, a couple months for sure. All right, so week seven game reviews. Let's start with Auburn and Arkansas. Uh, pretty entertaining game for the most part. Uh, Auburn kind of pulled away late. Um, Bo Nix played one of his better games. He did. He actually had touch on his passes. And I don't, I mean, what do you think? I, I personally, it looked to me like Arkansas is beat up. Oh, like, dude, Arkansas is 100% out of gas. Um, that's what it looked like to me. Like they, they gave it everything they had and just poop out. Yeah. Um, I mean, they've been showing signs of it for the last couple of weeks. I mean, it's this AM game, really. They've been showing signs of just like, yeah, I think they just don't have depth. They, they, they dumped everything they had into wiping out the state of Texas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's going to be – I think they Arkansas gets to buy this week, so they'll have time to rest. But I think they're going to have a pretty rough, uh, rocking end of the season. Yeah, they got some big games coming still, so it's going to be tough for them. Yeah. Um, Michigan State barely survives against Indiana. Um, this wasn't – the most exciting game in the world, which, you know, but it was close because that's just how Big Ten plays football. Yeah. Um, surprisingly enough, the defense, it was a defensive matchup because Michigan State won 20 to 15. Yeah. I think they scored at least one. I know they scored at least one touchdown off a of turnover. Yeah. They did. Uh, linebacker uh, pick sixed it off yeah. Indiana. And then Michigan State, um, Walker, they, they shut him down, man. He, I think he had like 40 yards rushing or something. By far his lowest total of the year. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you sell it to stop the one thing they're doing, sooner or later you can figure it out. Yeah, and, and I think both of us had talked about this. Like, at what point does it kind of come off the rails for Michigan State? Because they are pretty one-dimensional. Like, if Walker's yeah. not having a good game, it's obvious the offense can't work. It's kind, I mean, of a, it's kind of like Iowa. Oh, for sure. I think it's great that we will get undefeated Michigan State versus undefeated Michigan. Um, yeah. well, I'm pretty sure – so Michigan State's off this week, and then Michigan has to play Northwestern. So they just got to get back to Northwestern. But we should be looking at undefeated versus undefeated in East Lansing, which would be pretty fun. Yep, first time since uh, Michigan State was in the playoffs. Was that the first one? Yeah, 2015. Yeah. So. Um, of course, you know, last week we talked good about Nebraska, and then they got and get beat by Minnesota. It's fantastic. I think this just kind of lines up with this college football year not making any sense. Like Nebraska just got better every week and lost some close games to some really good teams and then loses to Minnesota, which. 2021 in a nutshell. There you go. Um, Texas blows another lead against Oklahoma State. Uh, man. Mike Gundy playing the walking wounded, man. They just will not die. <laughs> the more things change, the more they stay the same. <laughs> That's true, too. I mean, I've still given Sarkeesian the benefit of a doubt for benefit of the doubt for the next couple of seasons. But man, Texas defense is just they're the Atlanta Falcons of defense. They will give it away yeah. in the end every it's, time. It's not great. No. Uh Kenneth Walker had eighty four rushing yards. He had eighty four. How many um, did he have? Like 36, I think. 26 or 36. I saw a six. I remember that. That's a good um, Baylor beats BYU. Uh, pretty fun game. Yeah. Baylor, I, um, Baylor just kind of beat up on him and just kind of won it. Yeah. I, I, I guess BYU is just like kind of falling off a cliff. We thought they'd go undefeated and here they lose back-to-back weeks. Yeah, that's usually the case with, you know, I don't know. I feel like this is very par for the course for a BYU team. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it, it really is. Um, um, I mean, hey, Baylor's only lost to Oklahoma State. So, I mean, they still got a chance to make the Big 12 championship. Yeah, it's going to, the, the next four or five weeks are going to be 
insane because a lot of undefeated or one loss teams they have to play other undefeated one loss teams. Yep. Um, Miami versus UNC was actually a lot of fun to watch. Uh, this is a game I did not get a, get to watch. Um, I was at a wedding, so uh, I watched the good majority of it. It was a very entertaining game. Um, North Carolina wins. Um, but yeah, no, that was a, it was a fun game to watch. Yeah, I'll just, have to go back and check out some. Just Sam Howell doing Sam Howell things. You think he translates to the next level, or do you think he turns into like a Mitch? <sighs> I don't know. That's a tough one. I feel like he's going to kind of be like Mitch, Mitchell Trubisky, to, to be honest. He's got a better arm than he Trubisky. Does. I think I'd put him closer to like a Zach Wilson, which it's, the jury's still very much out on Zach Wilson. Yeah. I feel he like he just kind of has that kind of style. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. I mean, but he is like a one-man show at UNC right now. Yeah, they have nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the biggest upset of the week, Purdue upsets Iowa. Um, yeah, I mean, Iowa's offense – just couldn't score. <laughs> That's pretty Purdue, much the end of it. Purdue watched six teams uh, try to do the exact same thing to Iowa yep. six weeks in a row, try to pass all over them. Iowa's having none of it and just shutting everybody down. And then uh, they just kind of played keep away. And pretty Iowa's much. offense is not good anyway. And somehow or another, Purdue ended up getting two turnovers. So they won the turnover battle, and Iowa loses 24-7 to to an unranked team at home. Just makes no sense. Yes, I mean, they threw for 378 yards. Purdue That's, did? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yep. Uh, the starter went 30 for 40 for two, 375 and two touchdowns. So my take was completely wrong. They threw all over them? I thought they ran... No, they only had 86 on. rushing yards. Well, I guess Iowa probably suffered from a lot of what well, they needed a bye week. Yeah, for sure. And, and didn't get it. Um, yeah, I mean, they just threw it all over them. I know they got a couple of turnovers because I saw a couple of them. But, uh, I mean, good for Purdue. I mean, they're 4-2 right now. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> surprising. Hey, man, that, that, that in 2021, nothing surprises me. Fair enough. Um, did you see the... Vandy versus South Carolina game. <laughs> no, but I heard about it. That basically, I didn't. South- I didn't watch the whole game. I literally watched like the last two drives. <laughs> uh, incredible! One of the great, one of the greatest comebacks ever for South Carolina. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, they were down like two touchdowns, like five minutes left. Talk Came about won the game. Talk about your battle for last place. Hey, dude. Yeah, you're right. But hey, South Carolina's not going to be in last place. Nope. Vandy assumes a position. Yep. Thanks, Vandy, for bringing up the GPA. Um, <laughs> Ole Miss versus Tennessee. We talked about this earlier. The trash game. Um, that was a hell of a performance by Matt Corral. Uh, that yeah. is a quarterback who wanted to win the game. I mean, Tennessee looked better than I thought. I haven't watched a lot of Tennessee this year, but they look. I mean, they look competent. Uh, Hayden Hook. Good thing. Is, is it Hayden Hooker? Is that his name? Uh, I think so. He he. I hope he's. I don't. I haven't heard an injury report on him. Yeah, that sucks. Up. That's so terrible. I, I hope he's all right because honestly, it was fun watching. Um, it was fun watching Tennessee. Man, they 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 looked really good. And, Your backup uh, quarterback has the IQ of a brick. Well, he was a star at the beginning of the year, but yeah, True. he he yeah, Hendon Hooker. That's what it is. Yeah, he uh, Joe Milton pulled a Reggie ball, and Georgia fans will know that what that is for sure. Fourth down, literally, it doesn't matter if anything's there or not. You just got to throw the ball up to see what happens. Yeah, you can't. The one thing you can't do is, is run did. it and then go out of bounds. Hey, at least you stopped the clock. <laughs> Reggie Ball did something similar about ten years ago, and it was it was fantastic. For me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> man, that's incredible. Uh, Arizona State versus Utah. I didn't watch most of this game. I just It's another unranked versus ranked upset. Yep. Uh, yeah, I just knew it was an upset, but I didn't watch it at all. I put it on, but it was like already in the fourth quarter, and Utah was winning kind of easily, so there wasn't wasn't a whole lot, whole lot to learn about the game. Yeah, for sure. All right, overachievers and underachievers week seven. I've actually got LSU as an overachiever. 
for the second year in a row, I go into the Florida game just convinced that we're going to get the crap kicked out of us. And yet again, we find a way to pull out the win. Um, like I said earlier, Baylor, um, you know, only one loss to Oklahoma State in Big 12 play. Um, they upset a ranked team, looking good. And then UConn. Uh, I've been talking about UConn all year. They My finally man. get their first win. <laughs> you make it in the overachievers list when you win a game. Um, <laughs> underachievers, Florida, LOL Florida. Nebraska, we finally talk good about you. You go out and lose to Minnesota. And then Texas, can you please stop blowing leads? Uh, I just got to say that if you ever thought that Dan Mullen – when he was at Mississippi State, he just seemed to have LSU's number. Every year. He he had Dave Aranda figured out, and it was the most frustrating thing in the world. I mean, you want to talk about a script flip of epic proportions? He goes to Florida, and y'all own him. Ed's 3-1 and one against them. I mean, he... <laughs> I mean, he is just absolutely owned. And it, 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 I don't know how you have more talent and more resources... And do less. It's incredible. It really is. I mean, two years in a row, like two of the worst versions of LSU that we've seen in twenty years. Yeah. And and just to make it absolutely clear, I am crapping hard on Dan Mullen. Yeah, Dan Mullen <laughs> sucks. <laughs> and he's weird. His yeah. wife's really weird. She kisses all their players on the lips. Yeah, that there's there's just a just so lot. weird. There's a lot of weirdness around him. The pants, the shoes. I mean, he looks I, – I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he looks like he's dressed up. Uh, when he wears a suit, he looks like he's going to the 2006 uh, NBA draft. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly uh, what it looks like. Yeah, it totally does. So my overachievers for Week 7 are uh, Purdue, you know, uh, Figured out whatever everyone else couldn't and put the hurting on Iowa. Oklahoma State, uh, I, I put you here just because you keep winning no matter how many injured players you have. Uh, apparently, you can just play whoever, and it's fine. And then Indiana, they lost, but, I mean, ended up being a lot closer than it probably should have. Um, it, was a, it was a good game, um, but I didn't really have a whole lot of overachievers this week, so much as under. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Iowa, I mean, just flopped. Just totally fell in their faces. And I don't know if they're exhausted, beat up, not sure what it is, but didn't go well. BYU, I, I guess they did the same thing last week and have just carried it right on over to this week. And then I put Oregon here. I, I don't really, I mean, there's several teams, uh, but I try to keep them different from you. Uh, Florida, Nebraska, Texas, all for sure. Oregon won, but they just I, – I don't understand what Oregon is. Just, I don't think they do either. And <laughs> as you they, will notice, there is one name that is pretty much never included on any of the LSU lists, and that is Mario Cristobal. Yeah. Yeah, they – um, it, it's just weird. Their team seems very strange. I think he's a really, really good recruiter. Um, I think he is an offensive lineman as a head coach, which – they don't always make the best head coaches. Yeah. Uh, sometimes they do. But, yeah, in this case, I mean, it, it, they're better than everyone else in the conference, I guess. They did lose to Stanford randomly. It's just an annual Pac-12 tradition. Yeah. So, with that, I guess we'll move right into the uh, hot takes, which we have both discussed. There's not really a lot of hot takes because neither of us can say a hot take and actually believe it except for one thing that is going to be another chaotic weekend. Uh, so the hot takes have turned into complete nonsense. Everything that I've ever said or predicted is total and complete luck, <laughs> except for maybe the Arkansas. Like, I don't know why I nailed that just like you <laughs> nailed <laughs> the first fire of the year, <laughs> uh, with Todd Helton. Um, so we were going to change it, do a little, uh, maybe some talking points. If Corey wants to, he can. Uh, we've kind of been doing it the whole time. But basically, I, and I said this earlier, I think Dan Mullen wanted to go to the NFL last year. Didn't work out. So he's basically coached himself into a corner because I don't think this team is bought into whatever he's given. And some of his answers at press conferences are beyond weird, too. It's like He's very, a weird dude. Just he, weird. 
he's a whole lot of confidence to to be so terrible. Um, and then my my last talking point, I guess, I just want to congratulate Corey for having one of the most insane pickums to date. He is sitting at ninety nine and a half percent accuracy, <laughs> ranked fifteen forty seven in the country, almost in the top fifteen hundred, which is pretty wild. Uh, but what's so crazy about this is having that kind of accuracy <laughs> this year, one of the wildest years in college football. You don't know what your pickings is going to do, and neither does Vegas. So, congrats, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, hope this, I, to me, this is probably the trickiest week of pick that we've had so far. This upcoming one. I don't know if you've looked at the games already. I, yep, I've already made my picks, and yeah, this. I, uh, I've made all mine too. It is. Um, it is garbage city. <laughs> it's a rough week. It is literally ten games of pick 'em. Like you know what it is. There's not a single SEC game in here. Nope. So. It is just us relying on what we think about other conferences. God bless us. Well, um, on top of that, what we think of them, but on on top of them is just there's nothing going to plan. Like we don't even watching these games. Like you right. see somebody dominate one week and then lose to well, there, no one the next. There is one thing that I'll get to that is really surprising to me about next week's game. But yeah, I just want to kind of compound on the hot take stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, it just got to the point where we were. Like basically each skip a list, just saying like the stupidest thing we can think of. <laughs> um, so we'll we'll keep it in here for now. We may come back to it. We may revisit it. I just don't feel like either of us really had anything good this week. Um, I know I was just sitting there like I don't even know what to lie about at this point. <laughs> um, so the only thing I've got for this week is two more. Uh, we're gonna keep letting it ride. Two more ranked teams are gonna lose to unranked teams. Uh, yeah, I. I think it's just it's almost a guarantee because there's so many unranked versus ranked matchups this week. Yeah. I mean, somebody's going to, I mean, certainly in the latter half, in the 20s, it seems to be a free for all in the 20s. Like, well, we you say that, Jared. There are two top 10 teams that are currently underdogs against unranked teams. Yeah. Now I know. And that is also bizarre. Like, I, and I think I put that earlier and then took it away or something. But the Oklahoma Iowa State line, don't get it. I don't get it either. It makes no sense to me whatsoever. Don't get but it. But they're a touchdown favorite. But but I'll agree with most of these others. I more or less agree. Like it's either going to be close because we really don't know or clearly lopsided or you have this random like Oklahoma State versus Iowa State where Iowa State is a seven-point favorite. Have you seen Oklahoma State play? Like I, I don't see how Ohio State I've, or I've Iowa watched. State's favored. Yeah, I, I watched it. very little of either of these teams. I watched some of the Texas game last week. Yeah, um, I, I all right, understand. let's start. Let's start at the top. Let's start at the top. Right, uh, Wake Forest is uh, at Army. They're a three and a half point favorite. Uh, I am taking Wake Forest. Let me pull it up real quick. Actually, I am taking Wake Forest. Yeah, I'm taking Wake Forest as well. But if if I turn on the TV Saturday and Army is just clubbing them to death, I'd be like, oh, not surprised. Another interesting fact about this week's pick'em. Um, we got all three service academies. Oh, yeah, we do. I did not notice that. Um, all right. Cincinnati versus Navy. I've got Cincinnati. They're a 28-point favorite. Yeah, I don't see any reason since he loses this game. That pick um, um, Oklahoma State, like we've mentioned, is a seven-point underdog at Iowa State. I've got Oklahoma State, but I am tempted to switch to Iowa State. Well, I told you three weeks ago that I just continued yep, to pick. Yeah, right. right, I'll, I'll pick Iowa State. I'll take yeah. the favorites. If you right. twist my arm, I'll take the favorites. <laughs> All right, I'm taking Oklahoma State. <laughs> another top 10 matchup versus unranked ma- Another top 10 game, uh, team versus unranked team. You, Oregon is a two-point fa- underdog, oh, my God, against <laughs> UCLA. I'll get it out eventually. Yeah, um, I think this one's probably correct. Just <sighs> – I don't know, man. UCLA does not look great. <laughs> yeah, UCLA doesn't, but you don't know. You don't know what version of these two teams you're going to get. You're not. You're not wrong about that. Um, I'm. I'm picking Oregon. I guess. Yeah. I'll pick Oregon. You take UCLA. I'll let you have the favorite. This I, actually, I did pick UCLA. Okay. Um, I'll let you have the favorite. So, yeah, right. I, but I totally think it could go either way. <laughs> these are toss-ups for sure. Um, and the game that you know. 
uh, unranked Clemson versus number 23 Pitt. It's Pitt's year, man. <laughs> Except for that one game against like Western Michigan. Yeah, it's Pitt's year, bro. <laughs> I'm picking Pitt. Uh, I'm um, picking Pitt as well. Uh, I just I, I think Clemson's defense is going to cause this to be like a 25 point game. Like or something like it's going to be a low scoring game. Have you watched any pit games this year? I have not. Dude, their quarterbacks. He's fun to watch. Well, can he pick it? He's oh he's yeah, pick it is pretty really good. Um, I still think the Clemson defense is probably going to keep it low scoring. You know what? I say this. No, I don't. I have no idea what's going to happen. I do know the Clemson offense is going to be terrible. Clemson offense is going to put that, up like that's yeah. all I know is what's actually going to happen. Yeah. Um, I picked Pitt. All right, so we both picked Pitt on that one. Kenny Pickett fan. Um, Number 22, San Diego State against Air Force. Uh, Air Force is 6-1, apparently. San Diego State is undefeated. I know nothing about either of these teams, um, so I'm going to pick San Diego State. And I win Air Force. Oh, Air Force is favored. That's another another, uh, interesting one. Yeah, uh, Air Force is favored. And I I don't know why, but I just like Air Force at home. Is the Air Force your favorite service academy? Um, no, I like watching Army play. <laughs> yeah. um, or, am pick, or am I actually picking which branch do I like more? There you go, dude, subliminally. Well, uh, I like Air Force because I like to fly shit, but I don't fly anything except a <laughs> drone. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, Nevada versus Fresno State. Fresno State's a four-point uh, favorite. Uh, I've got Fresno State. I've at least watched them play this year. Yeah, I've watched Fresno as well. I picked um, – their quarterback's pretty good. Yes, yeah, as long as he's healthy. Yeah, if he's healthy. Um, but, yeah, I've got them picked to win. I don't really know enough about either. But I have – I know Fresno State's got a great offense. Yep. Uh, USC versus Notre Dame. At Notre Dame, Notre Dame's a touchdown favorite. If I had any confidence in the USC defense, I'd pick them to win, but I have. None. I, I mean, I'm picking Notre Dame to win. I am surprised that the spread is kind of this close. Well, I, I think it's because USC can score. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, and, and Notre Dame still hasn't figured out what quarterback they're going with, I guess. Yeah. Um, and it's at Notre Dame. Yeah. I can see them being a touchdown favorite. Yeah. Uh, I, I pick Notre Dame. But you, don't, you don't trust – I mean, that's in, at the end of the day, you're not trusting Notre Dame to put up a lot of points. So – yeah. No, but I, I'm not trusting USC. I, I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah, they're they're a hot mess right now. Yeah. Um, Ohio State is a 19-point favorite at Indiana. Um, I don't think Indiana can keep up with them. I don't, I don't think they can either, but do you think this turns into one of those games where Ohio State plays completely flat for three quarters and then they're due. 30? They're due for one. Who else do they play soon? Because um, they are due for uh, just the middle of the year snooze fest where they lose. I mean, they've done this a few years in a row now where they end up playing someone in the middle of their schedule and it just. It's on the road. It's at, yeah. They got upset by Purdue a couple of years ago, but uh, there's mm-hmm. several other games like one against Northwestern and uh, where they just played way below what they normally are. It's a night game. Big Ten teams don't like playing at, at night. At Indiana. Yeah. Hmm. So they are definitely due one. They're due for a, a real a real stinker. <laughs> they got Penn State next week. No, next yeah, yeah. They got Penn State next week, and then I got Ohio or um, Ohio State Michigan coming up too. Yep. Oh, dude, this is a classic Ohio State. I'm gonna lose this game. Yep. You know, what, Jerry, I'm picking Indiana. Switching it. Oh. Doing I'm, it, Jerry. I'm sitting hey, with Ohio State. When I get to rank fifteen hundred, moves like that. Well, I may be joining you. <laughs> All right, uh, and then last pick'em game: NC State versus Miami. Um, I've got NC State. Miami is Miami is a, is a mess. Yeah, uh, I, I'm NC State as well. They they put a hurting on Boston College. Uh, in Miami, yeah, they're terrible. But I am kind of surprised that it's only a three and a half point spread. I guess because it's at Miami. Is it? What time is it? Uh, it is at six thirty. It's a night game. Okay. So Miami maybe... being all blacks, probably. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> well, it's called their Miami Knights uniform, and it's a night game in Miami. 
So oh, good I think lord. It's a pretty safe bet. Yeah. I didn't realize they did it that way, but what I am. All right. All right. On, on to the non pick'em games. Um, Northwestern versus Michigan. I think we're, I mean, this isn't a pick'em game, but I, I'm going I'm Michigan all the way. Yeah, Michigan as well. Uh, Wisconsin versus Purdue. I think I'm actually, I've been burned by Wisconsin so many times. I'm but... going Purdue. I'm going Purdue. I just think Wisconsin has zero offense. Oh, dude. They got one yeah. of the best defenses in the country still. Yeah. But we know, well, we never end up talking about these games anyways, so just give me Wisconsin, I guess. Yeah. Um, LSU versus Ole Miss. The line has actually gone down since this morning. I think they're only like a nine-point favorite now. Um, I do. I don't know. I, I'm done trying to predict what else she's going to do this year. Yeah, uh, I actually am picking LSU here. Uh, I don't know why. I just feel like y'all are. I, I, you're 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 asking me to believe in Ole Miss's defense's ability to stop the run better than I mean, Florida. if Lane's coming to LSU, he probably wants to take it easy on his his team before he joins them. You know. Hmm. What a thought. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's in Lane's DNA. I think he's going to try to run, score whenever possible. Um, yeah. We'll see. Then, uh, Tennessee's at Bama. Um, I mean, I would love for Tennessee to come out and do something <laughs> in this game, but I just don't see it happening. Uh, yeah, I don't either because I'm pretty sure Hayden Hooker is going to be out. Um, no faith in Joe Milton. I mean, the dude's got a cannon for an arm, and he's somewhat mobile, but not, not really, man. Not yeah, the decision making is not him. there, and I hate to be that way, but it's just not. Yeah. Um, and Bama, I think, after suffering their loss to Texas A and M, Bama's Bama's one of those institutions that, like, when you get an embarrassing loss like that, it's either the sign of the end of your program, or Everyone bounces right back. They're, it looks like they're going to be a handful for Tennessee, especially yeah. at home. Yeah, for sure. Um, they're going to get pissed off Bama, so poor Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel. There is a hope that I have in my heart. I'm like, come on, Tennessee. I don't know, dude. Tennessee came close last year, man. I mean, if, if all I'm saying is if Texas A&M can do it, you can do it too. <laughs> Yikes. Um. <laughs> Well, they probably won't have to worry about anybody throwing mustard bottles because the stadium will be empty by the start of the third quarter anyways. <laughs> um, South Carolina at Texas A&M. I, I mean, Texas A&M should steamroll South Carolina. Yeah, for sure. Um, South Carolina is bad. I think this will be a good game to tell us. Like, the last game, or this week was pretty good, but I think them at home again will tell us if, you know, they've actually turned the corner for the season on Texas A&M. I mean that's 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 true too. It is so hard to tell this year. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, you're right. Every week something wild happens. Um, all right, so that's uh, the football portion for this week. Uh, a little earlier tonight than normal. Um, anything you want to add before we move on? No. Uh, honestly, I think we've we've had a pretty good pretty good flow here on it. I. Um, this year, I mean, I guess to, to end it before going to random topic, this this year cannot be understated how wild it is. I mean, even it, it, it started out all over the top 25, and now it has moved all the way up to number two consistently. I mean, you have no idea who's going to be where week to week. I don't I don't follow everything like super closely, but I got to imagine this is the first time in a long time where you have two top ten teams that are underdogs against unranked teams at this point in the season. Yeah, it, it's. I mean, that's that's the thing. We're seven weeks in, going into week eight. <laughs> it, it's mind boggling that that's this is where we are, though. Like we still don't know who a lot of teams are. Right. I mean, even uh, even with Georgia, I mean, what is their offense really like? We don't know. Um. And then you could pick something from every single team, like Ohio State, like we were just talking about. Um, I want to believe that their passing attack is legit, but I do wonder if it has to do with the competition they've played. So, right. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, you've got teams like Michigan State and teams like Baylor and teams like Oklahoma State that you know 
they've played maybe one good team so far, but they're undefeated. Yeah. Well, what's going to happen when they play that second good team? Yeah. Yeah, there, there is, and, and really the Big Ten specifically, their schedules are also backloaded. Oh, dude, yeah. I, don't, I mean, that couldn't be by design because there's no way to know that Purdue and Michigan State are both going to be ranked going into week eight. But, um, yeah, yeah it, they, are, so... they are loaded at the end. Yeah, and, and I have a feeling in three weeks' time, you're going to see over half of those teams either move out of the top ten or be unranked. Right. Oh, as soon as Oklahoma State or Michigan State loses a game, they're both, I mean, they're like. Way down the list. 17. I mean, Michigan State. Yeah. Michigan. Yeah. Well, I think Michigan, because it's an, it is a name-brand program, they won't fall quite as far. But, like, I can easily see Michigan State losing one game and drop all the way down to, like, 16. Next yeah. Week. Like, no problem. And Penn State, I mean, they're hanging around up there. But, I mean, they have a couple of games that I think. Well, that's the thing. All the Big Ten teams, like we just talked about last week, they also got to play each other. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Michigan's got to play Michigan there's, State. Yeah, there's like Ohio the, State. There's five teams that are all either undefeated or only have one loss. They haven't they haven't really played each other yet? Yeah, it, it's going to be a while. I mean, it, it's really. I mean, the Big Ten is going to play out in dramatic fashion. I mean, they basically almost have like a playoff going. <laughs> yeah, right now. <laughs> so yeah, it's going to be a wild couple weeks, and I'm excited. I'm here for it. I oh, dude, it. I love it. I got I got a thing this weekend, so I won't be watching a bunch of the games, but I feel like this is a pretty good week to miss. Because um, there's no – I mean, Oregon, UCLA maybe, and USC, Notre Dame. But, I mean, there's really no, like, big half-to-see games this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, there's – there's really it, – it's – it's still going to end up being crazy. It's like oh, yeah, there's going to sure. be two teams lose to unranked teams. Yep. There's going to be a lot of movement, but it's it's probably we've had really uh, two or three weeks in a row that have had some pretty stellar. What's well, the first? I think it's the first week in a while where it's a, we don't have any ranked unranked matchups. Everything's ranked versus unranked. Yeah, and there's a lot of a lot of the top ten has got bye weeks. Yep, a bye. lot of ranked teams got bye weeks this week. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, that will officially wrap up the football portion. So, random topic time. What fictional family would you want to join the most? The Swiss Family Robinsons. <laughs> okay. Dude, I would love to live in that tree house on a d- jungle island. All right, I went a little different. Uh, I don't know if you watched Succession, but uh, the new season started last night. Uh, I joined the Roy family just for all the money, and I just tell them, don't ever call me. I don't want any part of the business. Just keep giving me money. <laughs> oh, that'd be nice. Do you are you a Succession fan? I've never even watched it. Oh, dude, Succession's so good. Uh, it's on HBO Max. There's uh, the third season just started. Highly recommend. It. Oh, it's the it's the family where everyone's trying to take over their dad's business. Yeah, it's really good. Okay, it's really really good. Um, if you could be a kitchen appliance, which one would you be and why? Did you come up with this? Uh, yeah, you know, I check those random icebreaker things, and anytime I find one funny at like oh. eight o'clock in the morning, I grab it and put it in here. Uh, man, <laughs> you. <laughs> my first thought was toaster. <laughs> That's what mine was too. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I don't either. Uh, I just couldn't help it. My immediate thought was like, "You just fill me up with bread and warm me up, bro." <laughs> yeah. So. All right, toast, toaster, toaster it is. Uh, regular toaster or toaster oven? Uh, regular toaster. For sure, for sure. Good old slot uh, head. <laughs> All right, would you rather fart or burp glitter? Oh, fart, 100%. Really? Oh, yeah. Explain, okay, give me your thought process behind that. Dude, I would be doing it everywhere. Dude, think about having to constantly pull glitter out of your underwear. Dude, glitter is the herpes of arts and crafts supplies. <laughs> it doesn't go anywhere. You're never getting rid of it. At least if you burp it, you can like get it all on a trash can. <laughs> I mean, Jerry, you gotta you gotta you, consider these things. Oh my god. The term <laughs> the term glitter is the herpes of the art world is gotta be the quote of the day. <laughs> Uh, I can't take credit for that. That's a comedian, Dimitri Martin. He said that in a comedy special a long time ago, and I, I stole it from him. 
But uh, it's hundred percent. It's hundred percent the truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is hilarious. Uh, but yeah, I still, I still would go fart. I would just think it'd be hilarious. But yeah, probably. Do you think about it? Anytime you wash those underwear, they're gonna get glitter on every other pieces of clothing. So then, like, glitter is slowly just gonna like take over all your clothing. So when we're and say not gonna knock them out, just like that one piece that you can't find, that when it catches the sun just right, it drives you crazy. Right. It's, that's gonna be everywhere. It's your whole life. Yeah, and I guess when you say "would you rather," it's just basically you're stuck this way for life, huh? Forever. Still going hard. <laughs> All right, dude. <laughs> uh, if you could pick cr- a vehicle from any movie, comic, show, what would you pick? I mean, I feel like the classic answer is the Batmobile, but I think I would go which with which version of the Batmobile, though, Jared. You got to get very specific with it. Well, I, I'm not going with the Batmobile. But no. if I, I guess if I had to pick a version of that, I would probably go with the uh, Tumblr. What is that? The is Tumblr. That yeah, that's the, the correct Tumblr. choice. Uh, that's what I would go with. That can do it all. And you get a motorcycle with it. The motorcycle's stupid. You don't want the motorcycle. Yeah, but I mean, it's a great second option if you got to get somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, but I think I would go with one of the speeders from Star Wars. They're like speeder bikes. Okay. I don't know why, but as a kid, I just thought those things were so awesome. Yeah, it's pretty. That's awesome. You go hit a tree going like 150. Yeah, well, it happens several times in the uh, in the movie, and, and all this, you, you explode. Yep, yeah, you die. <laughs> uh, I'd probably go Batmobile as well. Why well, I would go Batmobile because I'm just a Batman nerd. Um, but which version? Oh, the Tumblr for sure. The Tumblr is okay, the best. Okay. Um, then I guess if I had to like a second choice, bro, I don't know. Yeah, uh, OJ's Ford Bronco. Because <laughs> I've always wanted a Bronco. It'd be pretty sweet though in OJ's. Oh my god, dude, that is a real person. <laughs> yeah, OJ Simpson exists in this in this uh, real world. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're the real person that wants to drive that Bronco. Uh, dude, I drive it. I don't care. He didn't commit any crimes in the Bronco. That you know of. Allegedly. <laughs> if the Bronco does not fit, you must have quit. I didn't do it, but if I would have done it, this is how I would have done it. <laughs> uh, okay, OJ. Hello, Twitter world. Um, all right, anything else you want to add? <sighs> nah. Um, we... Uh, it's just a crazy season. That's all I can say at every pause. Like, <laughs> I just can't get over it. Yeah, it's a wild year for sure. Um, if, I, if, if this was a year that you decided you're going to start betting on college football, it was a mistake. <laughs> unless you're me. <laughs> unless you're Corey and the 1,500 of the guys in front of you. <laughs> yeah. I like seven games off first place. Like, I'm significantly not in first place. Uh. Yeah, I mean, I had my best week in a while. I had 70, and I think you still... What'd you end up with? I think I got 70. Yeah, I got right. 70. So, weren't you in 90 last week? Uh, you were high. You were high. So, I started out 70 week one, 50 in week two, then I hit 90 in week three. And then weeks four, five, six, four, five, six, all got 60. And I got 70 last week. Yeah, I think I've got some 30s in there. Like, I've had some real bad weeks. What was the week that I went? We'll look right here and see. I'm looking right now. The one I got wrong was Virginia Tech in West Virginia. That was a pretty easy week. Hey, but here's... This is something we should acknowledge, though, between the two of us, just to give people now and in the future reference. Your record right now on the season is 46 and 24. Correct. That is 460 points. That is a 99.5% accuracy rate. I am 41 and 29, 410 points, 90.6%. Vegas is. Well, we, so we Frank missed a week, so it's different. Oh, he did miss a week? Yeah, let me go. Let's see real quick. Oh, no. I didn't realize that. Week three. Wait, no. Oh, zero points. Hold on, give me one second. Yeah. He would have got like 60 points that week. So that would put him at what? 
uh, that would have put him at 49 and 27. Is that right? So he's at no, six, no. He'd be he'd be ahead of you. Is that right? Yep. He'd be ahead of both of us if that's right. Mm-hmm. Oh no no no! I'm looking at the wrong one. Yeah, he'd be ahead of you. Thirty-seven. Yeah, he would. About like one game. Yeah. So we would be a microcosm of probably what the betting world looks like. Yeah. I mean, oh, uh, there's no way I'd make half these bets if I actually had money on the game. Oh no. I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't pick half these games. I'd pick like the three games I know for sure. But you know, it. there's somebody out there that bet on every last one of these games. <laughs> Oh, dude, there's people that bet on, like, stupid prop stuff. Like, who's going to kick the first field goal in the fourth quarter? When's the last time, like, a major parlay had, like, one of those 11-step parlays or whatever it is? Uh, I mean, they've had some recently. I think because sports betting has become more legal in a lot more other states, you just don't hear about them quite as much anymore. But you'll have dudes that go throw down, down, like, five bucks on, like, a 10-team parlay and walk out with, like, 35 grand. And that's that's not super unheard of anymore. Oof. That's wild. Yeah. Um, if it ever becomes legal here, I'll do some parlays. Yeah, I thought about doing it, and then I didn't realize. To me, parlay is the roulette wheel of uh, sports gambling. Yeah, like you, you feel eventually something's got to hit. You get a lot of you get a lot of excitement for a little bit of money. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Or you can bet the five dollars on an eleven part parlay. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you can throw down a bunch of you know two dollar and three dollar you know four or five team parlays and. Walk out up every couple of, you know. Yeah, I guess that's true. Small ball, you know, Jared? (laughs) Yeah, it works sometimes. (laughs) All right, that's it for this week. Um, Check out the socials uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that. Uh, uh, Go Tigers and Adam is short. Uh, Go Dogs. Later. Later.